Hello, welcome to the Apostolic Church International Virginia Central Assembly with our head pastor, Samuel Ampong. We hope you enjoy today's service. May God bless you. Praise God. This is an introduction. Let's rise to our feet. And take your Bible and say after me, Lord Jesus, this is the time. I am here to listen to what you have to say. Let your word come to me with power. To convict and to convince. And to convert my heart. Let the power of God manifest in my life today. For you are the reason of my coming Lord. Let your word bring God to me again. That the word of God will come expressly to illuminate my heart and to give me a direction for life. You can slap it on your chest and say, I love God's word. Whereas you sit in his presence. Father, we thank you and bless your name. This is the hour, the moment, the season, the day that you determine, Lord, to come into the midst of your people and to manifest your divine nature that your children will know that you are God and we are your creation. You have given birth to us anew in Christ and you have given us inheritance in the kingdom that through Christ we become the possessors of the divine possession. I pray this our Lord let your work come and reveal you to your people. Paul said, I did not come to you with eloquency. But I came to you with the demonstration of the power of God. And Jesus said, the very ways I speak to you. These words are not ordinary. They are spirit and life. Let your word bring life. Let your word become flesh. And live amongst us. So that we will behold. The reality of your word in our daily lives. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I submit to you and your authority, Lord. Take hold of my heart, my lips, my mind. And bring what you have purpose through me like a conduit. And invest it into the lives of your people. That everyone who is listening to me today will not say this is Pastor Rimble. But the person who will hear and say, this is God speaking to me. Let it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. Before I jump into the word, I think this brother wants us to clap. Let's clap unto the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Before I jump into the word, like I already said, let me give a little intro to what we are doing again. When it comes to the kingdom financiers, we are talking about people who determine that after they've given their tithes and offerings, they want to be part of people God wants to use to sponsor this church, to take care of 
certain needs, especially our rent, it has been adjusted to a higher level. And sometimes it takes away something, praise God. It takes the attention of leadership and it becomes a concern that's supposed not to be. Leadership has a bigger responsibility is to study the word and enter into prayer on behalf of the church. But when something else is engaging us, that takes us from our core responsibility. Then it comes something that will affect the church in a negative direction. Because then what we should live for is not what we are doing. And it starves the church from receiving from God the way God has purpose. And that is why we want to bring this to the table that God will touch you and you will agree with us. We are part of this. Personally, I am part of this. To agree with us and say, every month I want to give this to finance this church at this level. We are expecting people to give anything like 200 or 100 or above. At the least, is $100 that every month for the next one year, you will give $100 every month. Aside your tithing and your offering, you will give $200 or $300 as you purpose in your heart. But the basic is $100. But as you purpose in your heart, you say, I want to give this to this church to pay for as part payment of the rent so that the church will be at peace. For leadership to concentrate on the core business and bring God to us anytime we come together. Praise God. I know some of you have gotten some numbers already. Uh, I mentioned last week, and you'll be surprised to know that I have about over 10 people who have, assigned, who have signed up for this. And I'm happy that the Spirit of God is moving. Praise God. So this morning, I want you to pray to God for God to touch you and let God. Consider you as one of the people that is going to use to accomplish this. So after my preaching, we will put this on the screen as you see it. If you want to be part of this, you text your name and the amount you want to donate every month from January. So the first payment will be January from 1st to 5th. So every month, the money should get to us between 1st and 5th. That is when you can decide to pay three months and then next time you pay three months. It depends on how you want to go about it. But we are believing God for 12 months of covenant. That God, we have agreed that for the next 12 months, I want to be part of people who will take care of. And anytime we open this building, a blessing will jump into your life. Because anytime people enter through the door to come to the presence of God, whatever happens here, God will bless you. Because you are the one who has made it possible for people to come and encounter God. And God will bless you beyond measure. So I want to encourage you. And at, at the end of the all, we will let you know how you will pay this man. We are not going to bring it into the offering book because I know many people who want to be part of it. They don't want to, anybody to know what they are doing. That is why I'm giving this number. The only person that will know is myself and then the Lucas. Praise God. Uh -huh. The Lucas is in charge of finance. The two of us are the ones that are going to 
look into this. That is why the number there is my personal number. Text to me and then we will now have the records. We will sometimes if we realize that you are not responding, we'll call you and let you know that maybe you need to remember your pledge to God. But I want you to know we are going to pray with you. It's going to be a very, 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 very serious thing. We will pray into your business. We'll pray. We'll pray this coming year. One of the things we we'll spend time doing is to pray for God to bless people who give in this house. In their titan, in their offerings, in their service to God. We want to pray that God will bless you the more so that you can do more. So that the kingdom will advance. We have a lot of work to do. We need to evangelize. We need to do some programs that will help to build you up. And all these things are possible if we can have the resources to do that. Amen. So, just as we are going on, please think about it and let the Holy Spirit minister to you. If by the time I finish the preaching, I believe you will know exactly what to do. So, the topic I'm sharing with you on this morning is kingdom financiers. Kingdom financiers. Praise the Lord. It is important I explain this for you to understand so that what you intend to do, you know exactly what it is. Praise God. Kingdom financiers. And when you're talking about kingdom financier, a kingdom financier is a sacrificial giver. A kingdom financier is a sacrificial word giver. And like I said, this person knows that there are things that I need to do in the kingdom of God. Is kingdom order or they are kingdom requirement. That one, those ones, I am taking care of them. But this person goes beyond the kingdom requirement. But based on what he or she has experienced in Christ or God has done for him or her, the person decides that I want to do this, not because God is asking, but because I have seen a need in the body of Christ. And because of what God has done for me, I want to strategically position myself to honor God with this. Not because I need something, but because the kingdom needs something. Most often, we give to God because we need something. But kingdom financiers are people who give to God not because they need something, but they position themselves strategically because they see that the kingdom needs something. And that is growth. When you are able to grow to the point where what you do is not because of what you need, but it's, it's a response to what you have received already. So whether God does something new or not, you have given the opportunity or you've known that it is important, necessary for me to do this to glorify God. So my focus is not to receive a blessing, but my focus is to honor God. It is part of my worship that I want to bring to the table. God, I want to worship you with this. For many things you have done. For the great things you are doing in my life. I don't want to ask for more. Because what you are doing is more than enough. And this is an opportunity for me also God. To step up and say I want to honor God. This is what we are talking about. As a kingdom financier. They want to see the progress of God's work. They want the gospel to reach the unreached. 
They want the church to stand and to be what God has made the church to be. They want to make sure that the gospel gets to the people. They want to make sure that the church stands and stands very well to accomplish the purpose for which Christ established the church. That is their focus. And they defile. The word is they defile all odds. They do not allow anything to stop them or to impede them. Irrespective of the challenge, they will surmount that challenge and honor God so that the church will arise and build. Hallelujah. I want to bring you to something in the Bible. I want to bring your attention and your focus here. So that we learn from some people. Because anytime you are doing something and you have people who have done it before, it is important you look at how they did it and the results that came after doing the very things they did so that you also will learn the same way and do it according to that order because it looks like it's a pattern. You see, the kingdom of God works with patterns, praise God. There's something we call kingdom patterns. There is a way God does things. When you want to work with God, you need to learn his patterns or the keys of the kingdom. Jesus said to Peter, I will give you the keys, not the key, keys. It means in the kingdom of God, there are keys that unlock everything. You need to know which key opens the door of marriage. Which key opens the door of good health. Which key opens the door of spiritual progress. Which key opens the door of wealth. Which key opens the door of peace. There are keys. And when that key is discovered, and you use it, and to turn the door open, you enter in and you will enjoy. Praise God. Sometimes some people use this keys that are not right to open certain doors. And they try and try and try. So they will be standing at the back of the door using wrong key, trying to what, open a door. And they will try and try and try. And the door will not open. Why? Because they are using a key. But it was a wrong key. It's not enough to have a key. What is important is the key opens a particular door. So you must find the door that that key opens. It's not enough to know the door. But it's important also to find the key that opens that door. So you can have a key without knowing that door. And you'll be looking for a door. And any door you see, you want to put the key in. Or you may have that door, but you are looking for a key. But this morning, it is my prayer that the spirit of the living God will grant us the keys of the kingdom so that we will identify each key and what door specifically that key must open. And I believe this morning, this thing that we are doing is one of the keys that open the doors of blessing. Praise God. We want to learn first from the Shunammite woman. There is a woman in the Bible from the city called Shunam. And the Bible termed this woman as the Shunammite woman. The Bible didn't mention her name, but she was identified with where she came from or where she came from. So the Bible calls her the Shunammite woman. And when you read from 2 Kings chapter 4, the verse number 8 downwards, it says, one day, one day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem. 
Praise God. Please come back. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there. And she urged him to come to her home for a meal. After that, whenever he passed that way, he would stop there for something to eat. Continue. She said to her husband, listen to this. I am sure this man who stops in front time, it, who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. Let's build a small room for him on the roof and finish it with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. Then he will have a place to stay whenever he comes by. Continue. So one day Elijah returned to Shunem and he went up to this upper room to rest. He said to his servant Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. When she appeared, Elijah said to Gehazi, tell her we appreciate the kind concern you have shown us. What can we do for you? Listen to this part. Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? He said, no, she replied. My family takes good care of me. Later, Elijah asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Gehazi replied, she doesn't have a son. And her husband is an old man. Call her back again. Elijah told him, now wait, we'll continue. Now wait here. So remember where we stop. This is an important thing to know. This woman saw the man of God. And this man always journey from wherever he's coming from to the city of Shunem to preach the gospel. So the man of God has been going and coming every day. But the woman understood something. It's called a spiritual understanding. You see, it is very important for God to give you the grace to understand spiritual things that when you see opportunity, you see it. There are many of us when the opportunity presents itself, we are not able to identify because our spiritual lenses are not working. There are certain things God will present to you. There are certain situations you may see and then the spirit of God will alert you to know that Hey, what you are seeing is an opportunity. Many were seeing this man going and coming. But nobody was doing something. And this man understood, I believe by the spirit, that this is an opportunity to invest in God's kingdom. So the woman invited Elijah, come to my house. And come and have some bread. Elijah heeded to the voice of the woman. And he went in. And the woman fed him and his servant. So the woman make a made a decree that anytime you are passing by, make sure you come here and eat. Elijah understood that. And anytime they decide to go to Shunem, they will pass by and eat and drink and rest and continue their journey. Now, the woman was doing this thing not because she needed something. So when it continued for some time, the man of God asked her, what do you want me to do for you? For what you are doing for me? Because I did not ask it. You determined to do it for me. Now the woman was doing this because he was a man of God. Beloved, it is important to identify some of these things and invest your time and your resources into it. Because these are kingdom keys and doors that you need to identify. 
So the woman understood that this man carries God's word. So he carries the blessings. He carries the command. He carries divine favor. Because the one who carries God's word carries God. When the person comes into your domain, the person brings God into your life. That is why one of the apostolic church rules of conduct says that make the pastor your own friend. Why? Because he carries the word of God. He's the messenger of God. So when you connect, you connect with the career. He is a gift to the body. Even though he is a man, he is a gift. He is sent by God. And he carries God's message. So the woman said, no, this is a man who carries God's message. Let me bring this man into my house. Because he is, he is somebody who carries God. When the man comes into my house, he would definitely bring God there. Because wherever he goes, God is with him. So the woman brought the man of God into her house. And as they continued for some time, the woman said to the husband, Hobby, I think we need to move further. We need to do something bigger than we are doing. Can we agree to build one room on top of our house for this man? So we put bed, chair, and a table and lamp there. So anytime he passes by, he will not just come and eat, but he will also have a place to lay his head. The husband said, yes, it's a good thing. You can't go for husbands like that. You can't go for wives like that. Now who can go out and see something good and bring home, and then their husbands will agree. Husbands who can go out there and see something good, and bring home, and the wives will agree. It is something you need to pray. That your husband will be in tune. Whilst you are growing in the spirit, your husband must grow. Because if you did not pray for him to grow, he will stop you growing. He will deny you of many good things. Because anytime the spirit moves you, he will stop you. There are so many of you in the church that you are not paying tithes because of your husband's. There are some you are not paying tithe because of your wife. Because they criticize you and they condemn you for doing that. They say all kinds of things about the church. Because they don't understand spiritual things. And they become hindrance to the door that God has set before you. So even though you have seen the key, you are not applying it. I pray that that will not be your portion. And this woman said to the husband and the husband agreed. And they built a room for the man of God. And the man of God now have a place to lay his head. And he continued in that for some time. So he called the servant Gehazi and said, Gehazi, there is something that I believe we must also do to reciprocate what this woman has been doing for us. He said, okay. No, sir. He said, call the woman. He called the woman and he said, what do you want us to do for you? Do you want us to talk to the king on your behalf? You see the man that he's talking about? That ordinary man walking on the street has the power to instruct the king. But no one knows. Do you want me to talk to the army commander on your behalf? You see, this is, this man looks simple, but he has greater connections. This is somebody who can connect you to the king. Who can connect you to the army commander. But he always passed by 
illumination to see spiritual things even when they appear ordinary. There are times, let me tell you this, there are times greater treasures, they come in ugly package. But it takes somebody who has a discerning spirit to be able to identify and say, no, 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 this look ordinary outside, but inside contains life. Contains life. There are people who miss their day of visitation because of the mindset they are holding on to. But they want to see things big. So when the thing appears in a small way, they say, this is not what I'm looking for. But inside that small thing is the big. I pray for you that you will not miss your visitation. When God's time comes for you to be elevated, it doesn't matter how it appears. You'll be able to see it. And I believe what God wants to do in this church. And that is why he's calling people. Say, I need men and women who will decide that no matter what, I want to be part of this. And even if it will take me my last thing, I will make sure to invest. Because what I have is a seed. And what I need is the fruit. But until the seed is sown, it will not produce the fruit. When you sow a seed, it produces fruits. But when you keep the seed, it remains a seed. Seed is not something that will benefit you until it is planted. Praise God. The woman did that. And now, something happened. This woman said, I need nothing. My family is okay. The man of God said, okay, go. Then he asked Gehazi, what do you see in this house? He said, Master, I have watched around. Looks like this woman has no son. Now, the word son there is not just a biological thing. The word son means the woman does not have somebody who will inherit all the blessings. She doesn't have somebody to continue what God has begun with her. Even though she has life. But when God decides to bless you, when your blessing ends with you, it's not a blessing. When God blesses you, it transcends to generations. But when your blessing is something that is with you and is not able to affect the next generation, that is not a blessing. Because when God decides to bless you, it's a generational thing. He blesses beyond you. So the man of God said, this thing this woman is doing, there is nobody to be the hair of the blessing that will continue after she has ended. So the man of God said, then bring her again. Bring her again. And they called the woman and said, we've realized that you have no son. You don't have the next generation in your house. Those who will continue in the blessing. Because there is something big that is about to open. God, because of what you have done, God is about to do something great in your life. But you need somebody who will be a career of it. Let me tell you, there are some of you, this thing that we are doing is going to open the door for you to give birth. Somebody will get pregnant out of this just because, because of the blessings. God said you need the next generation as well. Something big is about to take place. And the man of God said, a year by this time, oh, we will come again. This time around, as you see us go, you will not return. We've been coming and coming and coming. But this is one of our last times 
of coming to this place, for us to come again, it will be next year. Next year. So, but next year, we will be here. By the time we come back, you have a son. I pray for somebody here today that you will have more than you can contain. The Lord blessed this woman with a son. Now, listen to this. When the woman was blessed with a son, something happened. I think, thank you very much. Let me continue by paraphrasing the rest because of time. When God decided to bless this woman, he blessed the woman with a son. Now, something happened. Whilst the boy was growing up, Something happened and the boy died. The boy died. You see, God knows the future. God knows the future. God knew that this woman, in the time to come, will have a child and that child will die. So God knew that the woman needs this man of God in her life for the rest of her days. So that when such situation happens, the man of God will be there to bring God into the situation. So when the boy died, the woman put the boy down. Very quiet, saying nothing. Until the man of God came to the house and asked, what is happening? Is everything okay? He said, yes. The man went into the room and he saw that the boy is laid on his bed, dead. He said, no. This thing cannot happen. The man of God cried to God. And immediately life came back into the boy. Because what God gives, no one can take. What the kingdom has brought to you. This is a woman who saw a need. And she met the need in honoring God. The time for God to honor her has come. So she also lost her only son. But God bring that boy back to life. If you continue that story, that woman, something happened in the city. And everybody ran away. There was a great famine. Everybody ran away, including the woman. So they all went somewhere. And afterwards, they returned. When they came back, everybody's property has been taken over by, the king, by, by, by others. So the woman came and her wealth and everything has been taken over by others. And she needed somebody to speak on her behalf. But because of her connection with the man of God, she's been introduced to people in the kingdom. So somebody went to the king and spoke to the king about this woman. And while the person was speaking, the woman appeared. And the man said, this is the woman I'm talking about. The Bible says immediately the king commanded that he should take soldiers and go to the place and make sure everything that belongs to that woman is restored. This is what we call kingdom connection. It wasn't an ordinary thing. The woman saw a need many years ago and she planted and now she's what? Reaping the benefits. Beloved, the time of sowing is a painful time. It's a challenging time. It's a time you may not value because you need to till the soil. Sometimes you need to do that with your own life. Sometimes you need to spend your own last thing. And what people can tell you, you can use it for something better from their own, their own perspective. But you decide that, no, no, I want to honor God. And even if I have to walk barefooted, I will do that. Because I'm sowing into my future. And sometimes you'll be tested. Let me tell you, when you start something like this, you'll be tested. And God will test your faith. Because anytime God wants to elevate you, he tests your faith. 
There will be a time where things will be tough. Whether you have the chance to decide whether you bring it or not. And when you decide not to bring it, everybody will understand you. But you do not know that in the kingdom order, it is an expression of disbelief. It means you can't trust God to the fullest. I pray that this will not be your portion. The last one I want us to look at, and then we enter into prayer, is one lady called Dorcas. When you read Acts chapter 9, from verse number 36 to 37, we're not going to read it, just write it down, or let it be there. Now, this is a woman who was found in the church. And this lady, the Bible says that all that she was doing in the church was that she positioned herself and all that she was gaining in life. Okay, all the money she was getting, she used the money to sew clothes and give to the disciples so that when they go on missions, they'll have clothes to wear. This is what the woman was doing. Nobody instructed her to do it. She decided that I want to finance the kingdom. I want to finance the gospel. That people who go to the places where there is bad weather, she sews willing clothes. Sorry, wool clothes. And then she gave it to the disciples, especially during winter. So they can still go and preach the gospel. She continued this for years. But the Bible said one day the woman fell sick and died. Everybody died in the church, they bury her. And they bury him. They've been burying people in the church. But this woman died, they couldn't bury her. Because they were saying that this is the person who is financing the gospel. This is the person who he sees the transportation of the gospel. Upon her, the gospel travels to other nations. So if we bury this woman, we are burying the transport that carries the gospel. The Bible says they wash the woman and they put her in a room. And they heard that Peter is somewhere in one town there. He said, go and bring Peter. This woman must come back to life. Because she's a kingdom financier. We can't let her go. I pray today that somebody, because of what you have determined to do, you cannot lose because of your determination. God will not allow it to happen. When Peter came, Bible says they brought some of the clothes the woman has made. They said, look at this. These are the handiworks of this woman. Peter, how can we bury this lady? We need her alive. You see, let me tell you, there are certain things that when you do them, it, it revives the spirit of God in a man to do a miracle. Sometimes, let me tell you, the miracle you need is not because of the gift of the man of God. But it's because of what you have done. It invokes the spirit. And the spirit uses the man of God to do it. With this case, it wasn't Peter's anointing. It was because of what the woman stands for. That the people all testified that this woman cannot die. So Peter got provoked in the spirit. And the Lord responded. There are people, God asks you to take certain steps. That is what the Bible says that. You know, in the Bible days, for the prophet to prophesy, you know what they do? When you're going to the house of the seer, you go with a gift. 
You can't go to the seer without a gift. Because what gift does is that it stirs his spirit. When you give the seer a gift, you stir the spirit of the, of the, of the seer to get him provoked in the spirit. For him to get into the spirit to seek God. The gift to provoke God's presence in his life. And the miraculous happen. You may think the man is anointed. No. The gift, Bible says a man's gift will make room for him. A man's gift. The last one for us to stop. Time is this. When you read the book of Luke chapter number 8. I just want to read this one to verse 3. And then I stop. Listen to this. For Jesus himself. This is Jesus. He said, women who follow Jesus. He said, soon afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news about the kingdom of God. He took his 12 disciples with him, along with some women who had been cured of evil spirits. Listen to what happened to these women. They've been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he, he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's business manager, and then Susanna, and many other women who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. These women, because of what Jesus did in their life, they decided to be the sponsors of the gospel. When Jesus was on earth, even though he was God, he couldn't command men from heaven. God, you see, let me tell you in the church, everything you see is opportunity. God has made the church in such a way that in it are many opportunities to tap into divine blessings. So, don't look at it differently. Look at all these things as opportunity for God to bless you. These women saw what God has done for them over the year and they decided to sponsor Jesus' ministry. Somebody sponsor the ministry. Be a sponsor. The Bible says there are some people that have been blessed with the gift of giving. Everybody gives. gives. They have a unique ministry. I pray that the spirit of God will touch somebody today. That you will be part of such people who will say you want to contribute to the cause. I want the lady to put the numbers on the screen. Look at it. Next. God can there are some of you God will minister to you because God wants to challenge you and you say God says, you hear God telling you to give me 500. And you ask yourself, where am I going to get it? Now God says, I am going to do something with you. When God touches you and God wants to challenge you, this morning I was praying and what I have determined to give, God, the spirit of God was telling me that, no, Samuel Lampo, this will be easy for you. Because when you do this, even though it takes a lot from you, I want you to feel it more so that you and your wife, you always go on your knees to ask for bread. So, wow. That's serious. So, I've been challenged. And I need to make sure, I, because I believe that God is presenting this an opportunity for me. Close your eyes. Let God speak to you. If you want to be part of this, please, 
add to this number whilst our eyes are closed and tell us the amount you want to pay for the next 12 months between 1st and 5th of every month to December. You want to be the one that God uses. There's something we call the man and the woman that God uses. And you will defile every other and honor God. Father, we thank you, God. Libro Saka, rise to your feet. Rise to your feet. Mose Barokita. Lift up your hands. Lift up one hand. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Begin to pray. Say, God, make me, make me. Make me the woman that you have purposed me to be. Make me that man you have purposed me to be. Let your name be glorified, Lord. Impact me. Let this be an encounter. I believe this is being instituted as a form of encounter where you will encounter God. In this, you will see God. An encounter is a meeting that has been strategically prepared for an impact. I believe God wants to impact somebody's life. Pray that God lets this be an encounter for me. In the name of Jesus, let this thing be an encounter. A moment of visitation. A moment of a turnaround. A moment of something good, something new. I pray thee in the name of Jesus. Let your glory be seen, God. Pray your life into the hands of God. Pray that God, let it be God. Visit me. Move mightily and powerfully. Lord, in my life and in my situation, let my story be like that of the woman in Shunam. Like that of the woman, oh God, Dukas. Like one of the Magdalene's. One of the Susan's. One, oh God, of the age. Jesus, join us. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray your wicked into the hands of God. Ask the Lord to visit. Ask the Lord to strengthen. Ask the Lord to empower. Ask the Lord to grace your life. Let God open your eyes that you will see from God's point of view. Pray your life into the hands of God. Beloved, we are left with some few weeks to end the year. You want to pray to God and commit your days into the hands of the Most High. The Lord, in your hands I commit my soul. In your hands I commit my spirit. In your hands I commit my life. I commit my children. I commit my business. Pray for elevation. I see God elevating people. Pray for elevation. Pray for upliftment. Pray for good life. Pray to cancel death. Oh, premature to cancel them in the very name of Jesus. Pray the visitation of God. That God visit me, visit me. I pray for a visitation. This few weeks, God, let me experience your power and your presence, your grace and your mercy. Let God be God in my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, gracious God. Thank you, everlasting Father. Pray to God that God help me. I am not going to do this. I will be faithful in my tithes. Pray to God and to God. I want to remain faithful in my tithing and offerings. And I also want to remain faithful in my covenant promise that I have made today. Lord, grant me the grace to finish it. Grant me the anointing to finish it. I have done this because I am trusting in you, God. Open the doors of heaven, Lord, and bless me. Give it to me. For David said, is there anything that we have that we did not receive? If we can say we receive, then we can be sure say that it is from the Lord. May the Lord give it unto you so that you will bring it to him. 
May the Lord give it unto you. May the Lord honor his way. Like it happened to the woman in Shannon. Like it happened to the woman Dorcas. And the Joannes and all the others. May the Lord present himself. In your life. In your family. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray for somebody here today. That the peace of God will not leave you. You came to this house this morning. You were so much worried. You, are, you were very down in your spirit. But I release into your life. The peace of God. The peace of God. I pray for you this hour. Receive strength. As you walk out from this building. Receive grace. May that which brought that fear into your life. And you are worried and thinking about. It has brought you to the place of despair. But God is saying this morning to you that he has taken care of it. God said he has taken care of it. Your concerns are his concern. Your pain is his pain. God is saying there is a new beginning for you. Yes, he is fighting that battle. And victory is yours. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, gracious God. Everlasting Father. Let glory and honor be yours. May you lift up your hands and receive the benediction. Now may the good Lord. Oh, thank you very much. Let's take one minute to do this. We said we would do it. Open your eyes. We want to call our Ran Aduchum. Thank you for listening to the Apostolic Church International Virginia Central Assembly. If you have a prayer request, here is our pastor's number, 8572473209. Our location is 8002 Hot Court, Springfield, Virginia, 22150.